Happy New Year, everyone. Oh, that was a little weak. Let's see if we can try that one again. Happy New Year, everyone. Thank you. Appreciate that. It seems that in our day, preempting celebrations and festivities is a common occurrence. Consider the age-old debate when the appropriate time is to start listening to Christmas music. Or maybe the appropriate time to put up the Christmas decorations. And it seems to me that it gets earlier and earlier and earlier and earlier. Now, I would argue that the instincts to make these uh, festivities come earlier and earlier is tied to the commercialization of businesses and retailers, but hey, that's a discussion for another time. I bring this to our attention because with the new liturgical uh, year of Advent beginning today, I think that our minds really go straight to when Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is born in the manger, in the stable, in that little town of Bethlehem. But if we paid attention to our opening prayer, if we paid attention to all three readings, the first reading, the second reading, and the gospel, we'll realize that what the church is placing before us is not the first coming of Christ. Rather, what the church is presenting before us is the second coming of our Lord. It's when our Lord Jesus Christ will come to judge the nations, come to judge the living and the dead, as we say in the Creed every Sunday. And so really, Advent, in the beginning of Advent, is kind of like the church saying, okay, Let's look forward to the second coming of Christ. And one week goes by, two weeks go by, three weeks go by, and we're constantly longing, preparing, anticipating, waiting for His second coming in truth, in real life. And then when that doesn't happen, it's like the church says, okay, now let's turn our focus back on His first coming. Let's ponder again and renew our love for Jesus' first coming. And we call that time Christmas season. But this first part of the Advent season is not about the first coming of Christ. Consider the gospel today. It has nothing to do with the birth of Jesus, right? But it has all to do with Christ saying, Beware. Stay awake. You don't know the hour or the day when the Son of Man will come again. Or as we heard in the first reading from the prophet Isaiah, right? There's going to be a time, Isaiah says, he says, in the latter days, right? In this future age to come, when the mountain of the Lord is going to be established as the highest mountain forever. All the nations will stream towards it forever. There's going to be a new and final Jerusalem that will be set up forever. There's going to be a time where all the nations serve God as king forever. And as we see, that time has not yet come. And so, Advent is really not about priority. The first priority of Advent is not about preparing for Jesus' first coming, for his birth. But rather, it's about looking forward to when Jesus will come again. But the question is, are we excited about that? Do we await Jesus' second coming with joy? And yes, a little trepidation because there is a certain healthy, holy fear that we have, especially if our lives aren't perfectly united to Him yet. 
But that fear should move us to continue to prepare worthily for his second coming. And we wait, we anticipate, we prepare with a certain sobriety, with a certain vigilance, and with a certain attentiveness to the state of the well-being of our souls. And so, for us to really consider this second coming, I think, I think it's a good rule, rule of thumb to see what Jesus says about this and how he compares, he looks towards the second coming. And so, who does Jesus go back to? Who does Jesus point to? What time of history does Jesus want us to go back to and to reflect upon? What does Jesus compare his second coming to? Anybody catch that in the first part of the gospel? Who he talks about? Anybody catch that? Who? Noah. Noah, right? So let's see what Jesus says. Let's go back to that. Listen to what he says. He says, As it was in the days of Noah, so will it be at the coming of the Son of Man. In those days before the flood... They were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage up to the day that Noah entered the ark. And they did not know until the flood came and carried them all away. So will it be at the coming of the Son of Man. So Jesus is wanting us to realize in the time of Noah, they were not filled with dedication to God, but with debauchery. They were not carefully attentive to the signs of the times, what was happening around them, but rather they were tied up with the cares of the world. They didn't have a deep sense of how can we please God for our very existence depends upon him, but rather they were pursuing fleshly pleasure. Maybe if we can bring this into the modern times, right? Jesus does not literally talk about eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage, right? Maybe you use modern language. Jesus is saying in the times of Noah, there was this laissez-faire attitude where everyone was just like, don't worry. Can you finish the next part? Be happy, y'all. Don't worry. Be happy. Don't worry about every little thing, right? Life is good, right? Don't worry about anything. There's nothing past this world. This world is all that there is, right? Guys, it's all about the party, right? It's all about just having fun and just try to be nice to one another, okay? Just try to be nice. In other words, there's no sense that something else is coming. Something else will be at their front doors very soon. Their whole worldview is fixed on this world. But I want us to consider something for a moment. Think about the times of Noah, the time of Noah, right? They are eating and drinking, marrying, giving in marriage, right? There's just lazy, fair attitude. And they're just sort of like, don't worry, be happy. Life is good. Let's just have fun, have a big party, right? You can imagine that a lot of this is filled with drunkenness and debauchery, right? Licentiousness. But what's Noah doing? While they're just having a good old time, what's Noah preoccupied with? What is Noah concerned with all the while they're just parting away? Y'all, Noah is building a massive boat, okay? 
Has anyone seen the boat in Tennessee that they've tried to replicate the Noah's Ark? It ain't a small skiff you're going to see in Back Bay back here, I, I assure you. This thing is massive, bigger than this cathedral, right? And so you have to wonder, while they're just having this good old time, you've got to know that they're watching Noah. They can't, you know, couldn't hide this boat anywhere, right? You had to maybe wonder, did they go up to Noah and say, hey man, what, what you building? And he probably answered, well, there's this flood coming, <laughs> and I'm getting prepared. You want to help? Ah, nah, man, I'm good. I appreciate that. And maybe they go back to their party, right? They'd be like, can you believe that guy Noah over there? He's building this massive boat. That guy's crazy, right? And maybe they're making fun of him. But they're like, I ain't going to worry about him. Hey, y'all, let's just continue to have fun. My brothers and sisters, I, I want us to... Again, imagine the scene. Kind of like a a scene that you would see in a movie, right? It's going back and forth between the two scenes, right? This excessive celebration and partying and uh, carelessness. And then it's going back and forth between that scene and just Noah cutting wood, placing the boards, hammering away, wiping his brow, persevering to make sure he's prepared for this flood to come. See, Noah is actively securing his safety. If there's one image that maybe I consider, that I ask that you consider and encourage you to really reflect on all throughout the Advent season, right? We have four weeks of the Advent season, as we can see from our Advent wreath over here. Four weeks. Four weeks of preparation. I want, you to, I want to encourage you to, to really imagine the, the scene of Noah building an ark. And to ask yourself the question, am I building my ark? Am I building my boat? I've heard Jesus tell me about this second coming. Or am I just concerned with the cares of the world? Do I have this sort of laissez-faire attitude towards life where it's not really that important to prepare for Jesus' second coming? Are you building your boat? Are you concerned with your, your eternal security and safety? And you know, when you attentively and actively begin to build your boat, begin to build your ark, and when your concerns and your preoccupations are with the preparing for the coming of the Lord, I bet you 20 bucks. We can make our bets later, but I bet you $20 that someone's going to come up to you and say, what are you doing? Why are you so attentive to preparing your soul? And maybe there's going to be the world that is sitting there living their lazy fair life. And they're like, that guy, that girl is crazy. They're spending way too much time worrying about that Jesus stuff. 